Welcome to the Anchor Daily. We're reading through the Gospel of Mark and reflecting on Jesus, whose death and resurrection paid the penalty for our sins and achieved victory over death. Hello, Bethel Podcast listeners. This is Eric Talbot again, and today we are reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 14 through 29. All three of the Synoptic Gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, and Luke, record this as the first miracle performed by Jesus after his transfiguration. Now remember, Peter, James, and John, the three disciples that went up the mountain with Jesus, can't tell anybody about the transfiguration they had just witnessed the day before. They can't even interject a hint of it as Jesus works this upcoming miracle. How hard would that be? Well, now on to our text. Apparently, the large crowd that had that had gathered told Jesus just where he would find the other nine disciples. And as the crowd saw him, their attention followed. And the argument that had been going on between the disciples and the teachers of the law came to an end. Jesus asked the nine what the argument was about. But before they could answer, the man whose presence had initiated the argument spoke up. This man had brought his son, hoping to find Jesus the miracle worker. His hope was that Jesus would drive out the spirit that had taken his son's ability to speak and caused horrible and painful seizures. In Jesus' absence, the disciples tried their best, and rightfully so, since Jesus had earlier sent them out with the authority over evil spirits. But in this case, they were unsuccessful and, and frustrated. And adding to their frustration was that argument with the spiritual leaders, most likely initiated by their failed attempts. Well, Jesus knows the root cause of the disciples' inability to drive out the Spirit. It's a lack of faith. Mark refers to it as an unbelieving generation. It's not just the lack of faith by the disciples or the teachers of the law or even the father of the child. Jesus chalks it up to a whole generation. The lack of faith was at pandemic levels, impacting everyone in some way. At this point, Jesus was about halfway through his public ministry, and he has been teaching his disciples, performing public miracles, and calling for people to repent, and then publicly and repeatedly confounding the Jewish spiritual elites. And still the people continue to struggle in their unbelief. Well, the boy was brought before Jesus, and the spirit within him knew he, he was in the presence of the Messiah, and his time was short. So he sends the boy into convulsions. Then out of the mouth of a desperate father comes the plea, If you can do anything, take pity and help us. Now Jesus doesn't respond to the convulsing child, but instead he responds to the father who has a much greater need, saying to him, If you can. The if is about the man's faith, not the ability of the Son of God. Maybe we can ask the question like this, Do you really believe that what you believe is really real? Well, it's at the end of Matthew's version of this story that Jesus tells his disciples that the smallest amount of faith can move mountains. And it only took a few simple words spoken by the incarnate God to move this man to an understanding of faith. He calls out to Jesus, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. To make that acknowledgement of unbelief is in itself a statement of faith. This man took a huge step forward. Listen to these words by Charles Spurgeon. While men have no faith, 
they are unconscious of their unbelief. But as soon as they get a little faith, then they begin to become conscious of the greatness of their unbelief. Well, Jesus rewards this man's faith. With his almighty authority, he commands the spirit to come out and to never return. The spirit shrieked, and he left the boy looking as if he was dead. The spirit knew he had no other options but to obey the Son of God. So he did the most damage he could in such a short possible time on his way out. But it did not last. Now, I really like verse 27. Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood. Jesus took a lifeless-looking boy who had been left lying in the dust by an evil spirit, and he reached down and raised him up to new life. He was no longer weakened by evil, but strengthened by Jesus. This is victory in Jesus. For those of you raised on hymns, that should bring back a familiar tune to bounce around in your head for a while. So what's the central theme here? I think it's found in verse 24. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. It's the battle of faith. Believe it or doubt it. It's the ongoing fight for dominance in our hearts. Some days, it seems like unbelief throws our faith to the ground in convulsions and leaves it lifeless. But then in faith, we look to our Savior and call for help. And Jesus rewards by lifting us up and standing us firm. How will those words spoken by a desperate father 2,000 years ago help you in your unbelief today? Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for these words that you have preserved for us. Thank you for the miracle worker, Jesus, that came into this world to save us from our sin and our penalty of that we see in our death. But Father, he, he has risen and he has raises us up, us up with him as well. Father, thank you for the wonderful miracles that you do in our life today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you want to check out more podcasts just like this, you can go to Bethel.ch and you'll find amazing selections of podcasts and much more. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us with podcasts at Bethel.ch. See you next time.